Book Four, Chapter Nine of Last Days of Pompeii. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Ben Wilford. Last Days of Pompeii by Edward G. Bulwer Lytton. Book Four, Chapter Nine. Chapter Nine in which an adventure happens to Eon. While some stayed behind to share with the priests the funeral banquet, Eon and her handmaids took homeward their melancholy way. And now, the last duties to her brother performed, her mind awoke from its absorption, and she thought of her alliance and the dread charged against him, not, as we have before said, attaching even a momentary belief to the unnatural accusation, but nursing the darkest suspicion against Arbuthus. She felt that justice to her lover and to her murdered relative demanded her to seek the proctor and communicate her impression, unsupported as it might be. Questioning her maidens, who had hitherto, kindly anxious, as I have said, to save her the additional agony, refrained from informing her of the state of Glaucus. She learned that he had been dangerously ill that he was in custody under the roof of solace that the day of his trial was appointed averting god she exclaimed and have i been so long forgetful of him have i seemed to shun him oh let me hasten to do him justice to show that i the nearest relative of the dead believe him innocent of the charge quick quick let us fly let me soothe ten cheer him and if they will not believe me, if they will not lead to my conviction, if they sentence him to exile or to death, let me share the sentence with him. Instinctively she hastened her pace, confused and bewildered, scarce knowing whither she went, now designing first to seek the proctor, and now to rush to the chamber of Glaucus. She hurried on, she passed the gate of the city, she was in the long street leading up the town the houses were open but none were yet astir in the streets the life of the city was scarce awake when lo she came suddenly upon a small knot of men standing beside a covered litter a tall figure stepped from the midst of them and eon shrieked loud to behold arbuthus fair eon he said gently and appearing not to heed her alarm my ward my pupil forgive me if i disturb thy pious sorrows but the proctor solicitous of thy honour and anxious that thou mayest not rashly be implicated in the coming trial knowing the strange embarrassment of thy state seeking justice for thy brother but dreading punishment to thy betrothed sympathizing too with thy unprotected and friendless condition and deeming it harsh that thou shouldst be suffered to act unguided and mourn alone has wisely and paternally confided thee to the care of thy lawful guardian. Behold the writing which entrusts thee to my charge. Dark Egyptian, cried Eon, drawing herself proudly aside, Be gone! It is thou that hast slain my brother. Is it to thy care, thy hands yet reeking with his blood, that they will give the sister? Ha! Thou turnest pale, thy conscience smites thee. Thou trembleth at the thunderbolt of the avenging God. Pass on, and leave me to my woe. 
thy sorrow unstrings thy reason eon said arbaces attempting in vain his usual calmness of tone i forgive thee thou wilt find me now as ever thy surest friend but the public streets are not the fitting place for us to confer for me to console thee approach slaves come my sweet charge the litter awaits thee the amazed and terrified attendants gathered around eon and clung to her knees arbaces said the eldest of the maidens this is surely not the law for nine days after the funeral is it not written that the relatives of the deceased shall not be molested in their homes or interrupted in their solitary grief woman returned arbaces imperiously waving his hand to place the ward under the roof of her guardian is not against the funeral laws i tell thee i have the fiat of the proctor this delay is indecorous place her in the litter so saying he threw his arm firmly around the shrieking form of Eon. she drew back gazed earnestly in his face and then burst into hysterical laughter ha ha this is well well excellent garden paternal law ha ha and startled herself at the dread echo of that shrill and maddened laughter she sunk as it died away lifeless upon the ground a minute more and arbaces had lifted her into the litter the bearers moved swiftly on and the unfortunate eon was soon borne from the sight of her weeping handmaids in the book four chapter nine recording by ben wilford of jackson tennessee